This is Kai Stewart, reading bedtime stories for nobody. When I was young, I promised myself I would learn to fly. I knew that no one had figured it out yet, but I thought that if I devoted my whole life to that purpose, if I tried thing after thing, I'd do it. I'd learn to fly. It was the late 80s or early 90s at this point. We were told at that time when I was growing up that we could do anything we put our minds to. We could be whoever we wanted to be. And I was aware at that time of the sliding edges of the world and how much room there was for things we didn't know yet. For a while, for instance, I suspected that everyone around me was telepathic and they didn't mention it to me out of politeness to my disability. That's a child's thinking, of course. The idea that for me, people would change their behavior, that I could be sheltered from what everybody knows. I didn't much care how I flew. I tried gathering swan's feathers, tried running down a hill with my jacket outstretched behind me, leaning into the wind, looking for the current that would bear my weight. But I didn't mean levitation, I didn't mean swimming in air, I didn't mean prolonged jumping. In my dreams, I twist my body through the layers of air, tacking like a sailboat, angling myself against the wind so it pushes me higher. In my dreams, there's always a tangle of electrical lines, and I twist and reach to get through them and into the open air. When I was young, I often thought, well, wait and see. They say Otto Lilienthal's last words were, sacrifices must be made. He said this at home, after another day out with his shivering wings. We have only kept a fraction of what he built, but he had the whole collection, each incremental improvement, each second and each inch aloft. When I was young, I knew, I knew we didn't have the technology, we still don't. I did know that. I knew that no one did what I wanted to do. But I knew then what I have only just rediscovered. Until you stop, you haven't failed. Until you stop, you just keep going. What else is life for? When water freezes, the frantic molecules settle into blocks and channels. Once the leap is made from fluid to frozen, no more adjustments can be made. A snowflake is a record of how things were at the time of settling, not how they are now. And we were just like that. Each second freezes what we might have been into what we were. Where the edges go, and what is ice depends on a thousand uncertainties of pressure and temperature, both from within the mass of molecules and without it, and the flake that forms is a map of the least impossible of all options. There are a finite number of options available. If a water molecule in Detroit stacks against another to its left, the one to its right won't stack into Haiti. It won't form the crystalline structure of sugar 
or borax. It won't be an elephant or the memory of spring. It will be a crystal of water ice. And that is everything. As far as we know, water can't consider which of its available paths are more attractive. We can, to a point. It's in our nature to consider and evaluate, to move, sometimes, to Tahiti. But we can only evaluate what we can conceive of. We can only act in ways available to us. And once we've done a thing, we can't un- or redo it. We can only do a similar thing later. Our crystal is fixed and immutable, and I can't see the act of seeing. When I was 21, I thought of my life as a race. I thought I would run and run until my time ran out, and the faster I ran, the farther I'd be when the closing bell rang. Just working at that time felt like freedom. Prior to that, my closest friend had said to me, I keep telling people you're a great artist, but you haven't really done any work, and that was true. And I felt it. I felt myself pulling against inertia. I felt slow and heavy and stuck. And when I started to study art when I had deadlines, minimums and critiques and juries, when I turned more of myself towards the task and started to see how much of myself there was, I felt free. The wind of my passing was exhilarating. I wasn't always happy. Probably mostly I was not happy, but unhappiness is not new, and I had something better than happiness. I had the wind under me and my new muscles twisting against it. I was a salmon, throwing myself up a waterfall. I knew what I was for. There's a loneliness to being a body in space. There's a joy, an intimacy, to being the border between body and sky. Like a Klein bottle, the outside becomes part of the inside. A covenant is formed. A tear is mended. I'm not saying that by becoming an artist, I learned how to fly. I'm not saying that by becoming an artist, I achieved my purpose. I'm saying that my purpose is to spend my life straining against the wind. And I forget that over and over. There's a moment in each drawing when you realize that it is awful, that it is just insufferably twee or cliché or contrived, and your technique is stilted and bizarre and entirely unrelatable, and the entire premise is untenable. But so often I find that when I press through that moment, I arrive somewhere beautiful. A cloud might look like a teacup or an elephant. The city of Phoenix, seen from the air, forms the shape of a bird. I wonder if my life, when viewed from a certain angle, will look like flight. And now I'm 36, and many experiences are behind me, and presumably many are yet to come, and I don't believe that I will ever fly like I fly in dreams, but I also don't believe that I won't. Maybe skydiving feels like my dreams of flying, or hang gliding, or those flying squirrel suits. That's a thing, right? Or maybe I'll find a path to something yet unknown. Maybe I'll find somewhere with a tall hill and spend my life making delicate, shivering machines. I suspect that none of these will be the point. I suspect that this is the wrong question. The heart of flying is fluency alignment, 
conversation between the body and the air. The heart of flying is to give and receive something that is inseparable from oneself. When gravity pulls, I fall. And when expansive air pushes, I rise. I didn't promise myself I'd fly. I promised myself I'd learn 